everybody. Welcome to the Collabcast, the podcast about pop culture and social commentary from Asian American perspective. Hi, guys. <laughs> that? that was cool. Like you definitely changed your voice because when I first came in here, you did not sound. Did like not that. sound. I, I, was, I was using my. I was using my um, carna- carnival barker, you know, um, blowhorn thingy. Oh, Fog, cool. What do you call that? I have no speakerphone. Idea. Oh, a speakerphone, like a speakerphone. megaphone thing. Yeah. Oh, like we're in the MMA or something. Or? I'm Marvin Yuei, along with my co-host Jinji <laughs> Chang. That's very cool. Along with us today is. Lawrence, 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 and, Lawrence. And, and no one's going to understand that. Hi, welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Marvin Yue, um, along with my co-host, Minji Chang. What's as up? Always, um, sitting directly across from me are our two guests, Lawrence Cow, uh, dancer, actor. Hello, hello, hello. Extraordinaire. extraordinaire. I knew you were going to say that. Mind melt. And Jess Wu, uh, freelancer and PA and... Writer. Former DC collab staff member. Collaboration contributor. Yes. Welcome, guys. Sorry about that. Thanks for having us. I just discovered effects on this mixer, and I'm just going to use it. Oh, we've done robot voices, and we've done... Can I have a different voice? Do you want the carnival barker voice? Yeah, sure. Let's try it out. All right. (laughs) Hey, Hey guys. How are you guys doing? doing? Well, that's weird. (laughs) That's, That's really weird. I don't like it. No, you got you got to talk with that like nineteen twenties announcer voice. Like, and tonight we have an amazing lineup. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Go go go. And here to my left we have uh, amazing. You're clipping all. High five, high five. You're clipping all over the place. So I'm going to turn you off right there. Marvin, he has to constantly handle my speaking because I yell occasionally. Yeah. So <laughs> he's got to turn He's down. always just yeah. like on the volume. He has his hand ready. Can we just play with voices today? Like that'd be to really fun. No, I to started about something else. I cannot stop, and I'm going to stop it right now <laughs> before it becomes a monster. It's a character I apologize. Podcast. I apologize to all our. I'm going to borrow that machine later. Please Marvin. come it. back so much next week. I promise I won't do that anymore. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I'm going to have a different voice next week. It's been a crazy week. I'm still like exhausted. Very much so. Yes. Minji and I were out of town um, for collaboration stuff. I was in San Francisco for Collab SF, and Minji was in Collab Houston. Not Collab Houston. She was in Houston for Sace Fest. I still have meat sweats. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's you, gross. She came back. First thing she said. Oh first thing she says, I need to go on a meat detox. And I'm like, no. It's just barbecue. I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's what we always talk about. When we talk about Texas. There. We all we all, all talked about that. It's a meat vacation. It's okay. Yeah, you're allowed meat to eat vacation. all the meat. Have you guys been to Texas? Uh, yeah, I've been to Houston before. It's fun. It's so fun. Super hot though. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yes. It was like 94 when I yeah. landed there. It's really humid too. Right? At like six in the evening. Too. You know, it wasn't even like midday. 94 degrees it was like oh we're gonna it's evening now it's getting yeah. dark and it's 94 it degrees doesn't change. Yeah. but the meat's really change. good oh yeah. know, i haven't really tried I mean, meat Texas, out there guys. like oh my god i got spoiled like our that's the best part of collaboration are like we we have all these groups of like our family in these pockets all over the country and they took really good care of me they always wanted to like show me houston right so they have yeah. to like show me the best barbecue spots and we went to like this pork chop house and we went to like the steakhouse and it was yeah ridiculous yeah i want to talk about a tweet that you sent out about how you made it to four bars that night Sorry, no. <laughs> so, like, four bars is kind of like my max record too but that was only because it was like a daytime pub crawl and they bust us to four bars okay great i have like, to take that back so i think i've exceeded four but that was south by southwest when it was like a day thing Mm -hmm. but it was more to listen to music so i wasn't necessarily like out partying i was just 
Yeah, just around. enjoying your music. This was the trashed. first time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, see, so, and we've talked about it so many times. I suck at drinking. Like, I'm really bad. But you're Korean. Right? I know. That's why it's a, it's a, apparently like a, a badge of shame. I have to like return. Well, my friend's Korean. He's allergic to alcohol. What? I probably am too. I get, cause you get, I get red and kind of itchy. Too? Yeah, mm. I got the Asian glow. Interesting. But Houston, again, like, it's kind of like who you're with that brings out. I don't know the ratchet <laughs> yeah, but I had definitely. fun and I was with uh, sorry to call you out but I was with uh, Dan Matthews and Paul Date and we were all out having a really good time and the collaboration Damn. Houston family they're just it was a lot of fun so we went and I snapshot the whole thing when I watched it the next day I was like oh my dear lord <laughs> so it was really fun memories alright so time to record. follow you on Snapchat <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all just blackmail that's mostly just beach pictures I feel like no, that's Instagram. And selfies. See, we talked about this, how different platforms kind of, in, it captures a different side yeah, yeah, of you, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Someone needs to make an app where like it can, like using smart technology or something, determine what type of picture or media you're taking and um, appropriately upload it. upload it to the appropriate social that's media. Cool. That'd be yeah. very artificial intelligence level, like would, ex machina level. They would make billions until they got sued to, to hell by oh everyone. Oh, God, all the privacy <laughs> stuff. You don't own my pictures? No, it's more like Facebook and Snapchat. Like, not, uh, yeah. Can't let you do that. Yeah, so we're tired, so excuse our delirium, but because we came right back and then we're working <laughs> on Collaboration Star, which is like full yeah. steam ahead. One more that? month. One more month from One today. I was, I was just bummed because I didn't really get to go out in SF this time because I was staying with my cousin who has a babies. But Aww. it was a great, it was a great event. Um, we got to meet, got to meet Ashley Perez of Buzzfeed. She's really cool. She's so cool. I was She's watching really the Snapchat. She's really and funny. She brought pickles. No, she. Um, so it's part of her. I don't know if this. I'm allowed to say this. It's part of her tech writer. Okay. Apparently, she's never had anyone ask her what her like writer is. Uh-huh. So she just said raspberries and pickles i love her see i already love her i've heard of tech writers who are like i need a giant costco bottle of like gray goose in my thing with like avian like you know people ask for that stuff i love that she asked for raspberries and pickles that's my girl yeah. actually i haven't met you yet but i'm a huge fan well, and, then, and then um club did it and she was like this is amazing <laughs> so we are here for you <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, welcome to episode thirty-seven of our podcast. Wow, um, it's we're in fall now. Fall in quotes. Like yeah. we said last time, I, we should well, Lawrence stop is wearing a really jacket. Hot. You're wearing a jacket here that makes it look. I have a very fall feeling, but I'm yeah, sweating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see this. Yeah, I'm just letting the audience Let them know. know. It's really nice. Well, you can see it I'm on collabo, hot, collabo snaps. <laughs> we had to turn off the air. I'm sorry. That's okay. See, in October, we're like. Turn on the AC. My AC is always on in my house. So yeah. And I get dressed same. thinking it's going to be like super fucking cold. Yeah. And then I walk outside. I'm like, fuck. That's exactly <laughs> what I do all the time in North Hollywood. Yeah. It's deceptive. Yeah. And see, it's kind of gloomy. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. looks like it's about to rain. Yeah. Well, see, the cool part about so my neighborhood, we actually have trees that change colors and drop leaves. But you're surrounded by evergreens here. Yeah. And yeah. And, and and palm trees. Yeah. Yellow, you're, you're in Hollywood trees. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's deceptive. Dying palm trees. <laughs> what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah. It's October. <laughs> Man, it's October. Shit. <laughs> so much stress. So much stress. You got a show in the month, man. And the, we gotta, you got to let this be like the relaxation hour. We just socialize. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're glad to have our two guests here. Um, we'll, we'll delve more into Lawrence's story later on in the show. But first. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> let's get to I'm getting scared. And, no, like stories. <laughs> like I, I'm like yeah, excited. Yeah. 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 
It'll be fun. And we have Jess here to give. I don't know. See, the thing with Jess is, and I was like, to be honest, I was like, I wonder how we with Jess on our podcast because whenever we sit down and talk, we talk for days about all the things. We'll take like one topic and talk about. We'll dissect it and like everything. <laughs> yeah, I can go on. So this and will on. be this yeah. will be our we'll challenge see. to we'll stay see. succinct. Well, that's my job to yeah, shut you guys up when you guys go <laughs> off the rails. Thank but, you. First, let's get you to. You should have a horn. Does that machine do it? I don't have yeah, a horn. Oh, I should man. have. App. I can connect to my phone to it and use a. There's an air horn. App. I need to get Aaron Aaron Young's um air horn app. Actually, no, I shouldn't. That's a bad, bad slippery slope to go down. So. Yeah. Or like a beep machine where you can like add tracks. <laughs> but get one of those buttons. Maybe there's. One Minji like can do it with up. her voice. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> there you go, guys. You're ruining my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but first let's. Get to the news and updates of the week at a roundtable segment. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> ruining it. Projecting and stuff. <laughs> We're trying out a new segment um, since our What's Up Hot Aaron section went pretty well, I thought, uh, back a couple weeks ago. So we're going to uh, spend our first uh, usually feature segment here talking about just um, some quick uh, thoughts about current events, news, notable things we read for the past week. One of the most notable things um, over the last week was the passing of Grace Lee Boggs, mm-hmm. a um, Detroit-based activist at the age of 100. That's a pretty wow. incredible, pretty great milestone to like peace out on. Yeah. She's an incredible person. I remember, I believe it was V3Con that I saw her a few years ago. Um, I mean, like, that was at a point where she wasn't, like, traveling much because of her age. But the fact that she came all the way out there. At 97? Di- yeah, some, I believe so. Yeah. I'll be traveling at 97. Me too. Right? Like, to the grocery store? Like, yeah. Like, being able to get your own groceries? Yeah. That's right. And she's like, where is she? So she came from Detroit for V3Con? Um, it wasn't just for V3Con. Um, I think it was mainly for... Um, don't take my word for it, but I think it was LA Film Fest because she had a documentary about her. Yeah, Very cool. that's available on PBS POV mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, that was one that was being yeah. shared. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for me, I didn't get brought up in the activist space, so I didn't really know all the names until you know recently when I meet people talk about her and stuff like that. So I didn't really know about her until maybe a couple years ago. But um, anybody like, I mean, she was part of that first wave of second generation Asian Americans that like got caught up in the civil rights movement in the 40s and 50s and mm-hmm. 60s we were fighting for you know she's actually black rights right she's yeah. actually more well better known in the black community than yeah. she is yeah, in the Asian American community <laughs> I, like, I didn't and yeah full disclosure like I didn't know that much about her until the last year I would say just really yeah no, I, like I and that years. that made me feel kind of like I felt bad and <laughs> I feel terrible right now because I have no idea who she is yeah that's what I'm saying she was I'm like this in, right she was this incredible activist yeah. who did so much for the civil rights movement and she was really she's, well known in the black community and feminism, like, feminism environmentalism um I mean she, whole she's a great feminist and I know there's all been um discussions um regarding her as a feminist taking on uh her husband's name uh-huh. but at the time that's was um, a statement to America because her husband's black, Boggs, you know. Um, so for her, it, it was a statement because it was an interracial relationship. How early, what, what year was that marriage? Because they were sure. legal, you know? It was illegal some- till the 60s, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like the loving case. Like, I Love Lucy was a big deal because, you know, her and Ricky Ricardo <laughs> were yeah. interracial. That was like a big ass deal in the 50s, you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm saying media changes the world. It's like, oh, true. She was like, way ahead of her time. Yeah, yeah. 
So I, I felt I felt kind of horrible that I didn't know who she was. But reading all these articles with her passing and like, because people had shared stuff last year and the year before, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. So like a very like superficial understanding of her legacy. Mm-hmm. But like with her death, I mean, I want to watch this documentary. I heard it was incredible. Well, it's never too late to learn about her. I know. Why everybody? It's uh, on um, PBS. Um, I think. It's a POV, which is like their uh, on-demand streaming service. Okay, I think cool. I believe free. so. Just search um, Grace Lee Box movie on Google. It was really yeah. cool that it was trending on Twitter, though. Because you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you don't know if like someone like that as an activist is going to be making that when they pass away. I don't know. I just, I'm just i surprised at what trends on Twitter. Yeah, she, yeah. she was everywhere. To have a legacy. Right. She was and everywhere. I think that said a lot to me, sadly, social well, I mean, media is telling me. I mean, this is important. Twitter has become kind of one of the main battlegrounds like staging points for activism now because it's how you get things you get Mm -hmm. things trending and then people talk about it right then people argue about it people yell each other about it (laughs) yeah and then but people know about it right right? yes right so you get like you know that's how you get the think pieces out people reflecting on what happened you know Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of just conversations that i mean a lot of people talk about you know twitter activism and is it does it really help but i think as a way to bring issues to at least the forefront, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. where people are either peripherally aware of it or talking right. about it is something that it's done extremely well. You know, right? Yeah, it's a tool. Yeah, moderating. You know, the type of conversation that that ha- happens is a little tougher, but it's it. I'm more aware of more things because people hurt stuff on Twitter. Right. Right. I feel like some kids these days. I feel old for saying this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, established the eight. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. Like, 22 man <laughs> kids kids i'm, t- I'm you're not allowed 26 to, you're not this toddlers. month guys you're not allowed to say kids these days um <laughs> i sound old right there um no like there's like all these like celebrity like young celebrities and i'm just so surprised at how articulate they are about these issues and i'm like i wasn't thinking about this stuff when i was 13 14 years exactly old. well that's yeah. something that minji's really talked a lot about is just because she goes and speaks in front of college kids all the time and just the things that granted it's maybe it's like a biased thing where like the people she's talking to are the people that are interested mm-hmm. but the things that they're talking about are way like you know, like I said, like it's more sophisticated. Like, like yeah, I, and I, like, I we, think so. Yeah, we, we were brought up like we didn't weren't really aware of the activist scene in our you know formative year. Like, and we were into the Asian American stuff. Like, I went yeah. to Casa and I did all the stuff when I went to UC Berkeley, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about honestly. The conversation wasn't like about identity. We did community service. We did a lot of really great stuff within the Korean American community to like give back and mm-hmm. and build community, all this stuff. But the conversation wasn't you know, how does this identity of intersectionality and all these words that I heard when I was at USC, when I was at these conferences, I was like, wow, this, this, the bar has been raised significantly since I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good thing. And I was getting educated. I was like, I'm just going to be quiet and listen to you guys talk. (laughs) I mean, I didn't get into that stuff until college either. I grew up in like a white suburban area. Well, you went to college in DC. It's very easy. (laughs) Keep in mind, I was politically apathetic entering my school. And then I came out and I was like really hardcore. (laughs) You're like, I've seen the light. That's the DC effect. Like you, you, you hang out around politicals at a bar. You can't like it's yeah. whether or not whether you want to or it's not. Osmosis, you're you're going to talk gonna, about it. Yeah, all my yeah. friends were like nonprofit activists, etc., etc., etc. Working on Capitol Hill. Yeah, interning, much. campaigning. <laughs> you're at UCI, right? Yeah, I went to UCI, but so it's like it's really honestly. This is what I always from a bird's eye view from the Bay. Just SoCal is just so Asian 
saturated. Yeah. So I feel like it just creates a really different environment. That's going to create a different conversation. So do people even talk about that or just it's normal, right? So Yeah, it, a lot of people did talk about it, but I was like I was like you, I was just like sitting there listening. Like yeah. even right now I'm just like it interests me, but like, you know, it's it's hard to even like um let my voice be heard about what I even think about it. I don't even know what I think about it, you know. You're still I mean? formulating yeah, the I'm thoughts. Yeah, still formulating thoughts and and just listening to other people. Right. Yeah, well, Lawrence Lawrence was all about activism through art and like being good at hip hop dancing and showing kids <laughs> that like He was already he was creating yeah. as the was conversation, conversation was happening around him. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's why the conversation is yeah. important. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I was actually at, so in Houston, we were at Safe Fest. We've been talking about this on our podcast, but um, it was a Society for Asian Scientists and Engineers. So it's all these collegiate chapters from all across the country. I think they have like 80 plus chapters and all these all these kids and just newly graduated young people are getting together to do career fairs, do workshops on like interviews and resume building and how do you, and it was funny because I was looking at the schedule in the program book. A lot of that, a lot of this was a, a, a different, um, environment than I had expected because a lot of it was like very socially focused and very purpose focused and it's kind of when you're at a scientist and engineers conference you kind of expected it to be more I guess rigid and structured and ones and zeros and very technical but it wasn't it was a lot about how do you build relationships the right way how do you uh state find your purpose and then blah, blah blah so I feel like that's kind of the direction in general maybe I hope larger societies going yeah. like you're not just working to cool. work you got to find like where you fit well and where you align with like the objective of the company mm-hmm. and how do you manage people well to like build really good relationships and blah 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 yeah. so well, I, mean, I mean it was really good it's interesting you say that because and we're gonna move on to our next story in a, yeah. in a little bit but um just to touch on this you know <clears throat> like i grew up going to conferences you know like i was in a business club in high school i was in a business fraternity in, in college and even as an, an, a grad student we went to a lot of conferences and it was all because these conferences are there to start conversations, teach you things that will get you ahead, right? Get you that promotion, get you that um, that job, right? How to interview. And the thing is, because people realize this is like, this is what's needed for this community, right? At the Asian business conference that I went to. that I and In high school? Wait, wait, no, you were in, no, in college? For my MBA. Okay. So at, at the Asian MBA um, business conference I went to, it was all about, like, all, all the conversations, all the keynotes, all about breaking that bamboo ceiling about how, like, there's a disproportionate number mm-hmm. of Asian Americans in business and Asian Americans in the C-suite and how to do that. And that was the conversation because, and then all the workshops were all about, like, how to negotiate, how to present, how to, like, be more assertive. Yeah. Right? Because that's something yeah. that, you know, I guess taught through osmosis, through, like, culture, whatever, that, like, it's not, we're not supposed to be that. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. At the same time, you know, like with engineers, right? Like you have all these engineers, like a lot of people I know that are engineers, they just love doing what they do. They like like the science. They like the, the experiments. Breaking it down. And then they're not really thinking about mobility as much as like maybe other people who like have that kind of mindset. Like I'm going to be lab manager or I'm going to be like um, the CEO of the company and whatever. So I dream that's big. why those, you know, these conferences like A, to teach these kids that you got to hustle even while you're doing this work and be to like teach them how you know, right like what they should be thinking about when they approach their their careers and i stuff. feel like it's like that too in in like artistic fields too like mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. think of it like really by the book mm-hmm. you know like oh yeah i'm doing everything necessary to get to where i need to go to but they, they're not 
really being assertive like what you were talking about in yeah. order to like make their dreams come true or, right like, like they're not thinking two steps ahead like what you know that's something that's funny too i think again by culture when you are of a mindset that there's a structured way to get from a to a to z that's that's great but uh, w- well you learn naturally that there is no yeah it's <laughs> a lot harder it's a yeah. lot harder than yeah. you expected but then to like once you reach a goal how to get even bigger or how to even start big but then break it down in small steps i don't know like i feel like sometimes it's one or the other i think people have like really huge unrealistic dreams yeah. or they have like re- they really limit themselves sometimes and yeah. they're just like oh well this is all i know and what's available so i'm gonna go here mm-hmm. which is and 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 that's uh, culturally you know not to try to exacerbate stereotypes but it to a degree it kind of you know there's a lot of it happens a lot where you're like, this is what my parents told me is stable and good and makes a lot of money. I'm going to go for that, right? <laughs> but then how can you then excel at something if you're only kind of going for what's stable mm-hmm. and secure and right there and, and in plain sight? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And playing it safe. Because right. I, I remember like with my I mean, my mom thinks I'm crazy for going out of here. Of course she does. She wanted me to become an accountant. And I'm like, you don't want me handling people's money. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. My, my sister's going the more traditional route. But so, the other so. thing that I was saying to like the conference kids is like, you could do exactly what you want to do, what you're good at, and then you could be an accountant for Warner Brothers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could be like the buyer that makes a film happen. That's that's necessary, right? Yep. So for me, I like to get creative with the status yeah. quo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we need accountants. <laughs> we need <laughs> we need engineers, right? Yep. You could be a software developer for Pixar, whatever, you know, like make the next technology so they can make inside out too. We can all cry and bring Bing Bong back. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Bing Bong's gone. No. Yeah, he's dead. I'm sorry. Stop he's it. dead. Once, you know, mean. Do you remember your imaginary friends? I don't. Who's Bing Bong? Yeah. I didn't have imaginary. I didn't have imaginary. I had imaginary because, animals. Did you? Yeah. That's awesome. That was yeah. weird. You're <laughs> ultra creative. See, I'm not like that. I used to, um, you know those um, radio programs I used to do with my brother with our like um, tape deck recorder. Yeah, he used, to, used to make to have, um, radio shows when he was little. So we that's also, why he, he was meant that's to. That's awesome, man. That's why he's meant to be here. Yeah. So we had um like we had like I had my land for time like Ducky and Littlefoot. Oh as, my like, god. And guests <laughs> on my show. Oh my god. Shut You're up. living the dream, man. <laughs> that <laughs> is. He's made his dream yeah. come true. We have to bring them back. Yeah, this is cool. No, so did you make voices for them? I probably did. Those those tapes are hidden in my garage somewhere. We'll never see the light of day. We're gonna ever, find them. Let's yep, go find them. <laughs> I want to see those. They're next. Ducky mission. and Petrie. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Grace Lee Boggs. Um, everyone else, go check out her documentary to learn more about this amazing woman. And you know, hopefully, when we kick the bucket, we'll leave a good. This is dark. We'll <laughs> no, it's not. It's well. not. You know what? It's not dark because yeah. that's a reality. I've been actually talking about this with several friends in the last couple weeks it's true time is limited so make it count i'm kind of hoping so um this is something that my one of my business professors told me was like either our generation or our parents generation are, are going to be the last generation to ever die of old age because mm. oh. medical science is getting so like it's exponential so like probably the next few generations like they're gonna solve like you know I don't feel like they will, Artificial and if they do, it's, it's only going to go to the richest people. So there's still going to be, a, you yeah. know what I'm saying? 
So, and I don't, honestly, I thought about it too. When Grace Lee Boggs died, I was like, what? I, my thing when I shared her article, I was like, oh, this woman made every year of her 100 years count. Like, if you live to be 100, what would you want to leave behind? And I was like, I don't even know if I want to live to be 100. Because <laughs> I was like, man. Because people argue about that too. Like, would you rather yeah. live a short, really fulfilled life? You know, and some people don't care about, like, that's kind of implying that. Well, I kind of feel like a lot of it has to do with health. And I think these days, a lot more people are taking better care of themselves yeah. to grow up. So they're being more active as old people. Like, you see a lot more older people, like, saying, I'm jogging chilling. and doing, like, physical stuff. Whereas, you know, you see other old people, like, some of my friend's grandparents are, like, very, like, feeble and can't really move. And that seems like, man, that would suck to me. Yeah, like I want to live in know? good health. I mean, right? I will still enjoy life. Go also, to shows and stuff. It also <laughs> depends on your environment too. Like my He's grandfather is like in his eighties, and he's still working. Wow! Just because, and like you know, a lot of his friends have passed long passed away, but he's always around young people. Yeah, which yeah. also helps him like, yeah. move around. And I have a, a close family friend. I think she's in her like late seventies, eighties too. And she's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drive down to Florida. This weekend, She's I'm gonna, gonna fly to Greece. I was like, "What? <laughs> Live it up." Well, YOLO. When I'm we're, <laughs> when we're old, we'll have self driving cars, so that's not gonna be a problem. <laughs> and I don't know. I kind of feel like we're. I feel kind of like I'm gonna be working that old too, but only just because the job market sucks and I'm never <laughs> retiring. Honestly, I'm gonna. <laughs> Lawrence and I are gonna be acting till we're. We're gonna keep working. Yeah, yeah Lawrence gonna, gonna have like those robo <laughs> hips and knees, so he can still like. Do Hell his, yeah. Like, his Hell moves. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- Dude, robot like maybe what if they can program your artificial limbs to like be really good at like dancing that'd be cool. i'm saying by the time <laughs> we are that old it will be we will it'll be possible then they have to create some like a whole new like upper level of like robot dancers <laughs> Yes. But then we wouldn't be moving it. It would just be it would be doing moving. It, so. it would be the engineers programming the code yeah. into the lid. <laughs> See, engineers, so, so the engineers, we need you. you, yeah. you we need you. <laughs> You're the next frontier. Well, you, you, still, you, still, you still have to provide. Step like, it up. The, step it up. <laughs> you still have to provide like the um, like the hip hop like faces. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You the provide facials. the emotion, I guess right? So, yeah. You know this as an actor. Was there emotion to provide feeling? <laughs> Speaking of entertainment. Our next um, article that I wanted to chat about is um, our friend Eddie Hong, who also writes for the Collaboration Blog and is one of Minji's actor school friends. Do you know Eddie Hong? You know Eddie Hong. Edward Hong? Yeah, Edward oh, Hong. Yeah, Cinema yeah. Monster. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. my friend. Hi. He's my brother. <laughs> it's a small world. So he recently published an article on um, Nerds of Color, which is another, mm-hmm. another site that he writes to, talking about his thoughts on um, The Martian and how he thinks that the... The, the whitewashing card that people have been, you know, slamming them with is kind of overreacting, which, you know, maybe it is. But it's kind of interesting. And we're not going to talk about our thoughts. You want to hear about mentions my thoughts about the movie. <laughs> Go to last, Go to week's, last week's episode. We talked about it. <laughs> a lot. But I talked about it a lot. I wanted to get your guys' take since you guys work more in the film industries and have more, you know, touch points with it. What did what were you guys' thoughts about the whole Did like, you watch issue? it? I think I need to watch the movie first yeah. uh, before making any judgments about that. <laughs> but obviously if the character is written for like an like as an Asian character, I would like to see the character be Asian. Yeah. But I feel like it could be different after I watch the movie. Right. So yeah. I, I, I really feelings. don't know. Yeah. So Eddie's whole argument was that even though the whitewashing concerns were valid, taking the movie as a whole, there were parts for Asians um, they were perceived well. Chiwetel Ejiofor did kill it. As of course he Kapoor. did, because he's an amazing actor. And so, like he's saying that maybe this isn't the, the right target 
Well, I don't well, think outrage. No. I, well, I actually saw The Martian. Um, <laughs> there you go. But the Be bigger careful. question... Spoiler alerts. <laughs> the, the bigger question, actually, what people should ask is that when anything with with Minnie Park, um, she was technically not signified as Korean. In the book, That's, they didn't say she's Korean-American. Even though her, her, her name technically, I think, does also have Scottish... I'm not defending the, the whitewashing or anything. But my main question, the main question we should be asking is why do we um, define raceless as white? You know, every time we read a book, right. someone's white until it's said otherwise specifically. So that's, that's the question people sh- really should be asking. That's the bigger picture in all this. Because they're saying about like uh, Donald Glover, right? He was that he played Rich Purnell, and in everybody's mind in the book, they thought because he is raceless and they don't yeah. they, they don't identify but they're just thinking like, oh they were surprised that oh they're well like they diversified it they cast donald glover so it's that that interesting mm-hmm. that point of view of like yeah everyone assumed he was white until otherwise yeah. but that's interesting no. because like that reminds me of the hunger Games scenario yeah. with um rue where she was described as dark skin she was described as black and then mm-hmm. when she appeared as black in the movie people flipped, people their, flipped their shit out <laughs> It's just weird. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. When I what, I'm Korean, so when I hear Mindy Park, I think Korean. Yeah, okay. that's same. I don't think I've ever met a non-Asian Mindy. Maybe that's just you no know, my conversation. No, I know. I know non-Asian Mindy. But like, to but me, Mindy Park. is kind of an Asian name. No, I know plenty. I know several non-Asian, very blonde, blue-eyed Mindy's. Um, but Park, I, I don't know. And it's again, but I think I may be wrong because it's the internet, and who knows if it's really true. But they in, they ask the author because that that people got bent out of shape about it and mm-hmm. they asked did you have her in mind as korean american supposedly yes i could be wrong he did i, I remember reading about it he right did. right and so anyway i'm about story too it's about <laughs> the whitewashing but i'm like it takes away from the story yeah and they changed the name sorry i don't want to wreck the movie for you oh no no it's okay but it's you- the name is like in the book is venkat kapoor like that's mm-hmm. the character it's very indian right i, yeah. I think yeah. the whole they story it to with, vincent they had oh. um i can't I, i'm not apologies i might be uh, screwing his name up uh irfan khan was originally cast okay for the role but i think he turned it down to do jurassic world okay um, oh so he, yeah, that's, so that's, what, that's what we talked about i was saying he probably would have been a good Kapoor. Yeah. It would have been great. It would have been great, Kapoor. No, and Eddie, and the thing is, Eddie acknowledges that in his article. He's saying, like, you know, in the film industry, there's so many different powers at play. Like, you could have cast, had the best people audition, but maybe they're not available. Maybe they're working on another project, right? And maybe whatever, right? And they turned it down, which apparently he did. But I'm like, is he the only Indian actor? Yeah, so I mean, there's plenty of great Indian actors out there. I told you, like, the, the fact that there was this whole whitewashing scandal, not scandal, like, this whole whitewashing incident deterred me from watching the film because it was in my mind. And I, I, I agree that not everyone thinks like me, um, but, you know, it, it, it was a factor in my, like, purchasing decision. Um, obviously, everyone else saw the film was number one on the weekend, so it was a huge success. I think condemning this movie is maybe going a little too far. I'm not condemning but, it. Like, I'm condemning not, it. It has cri- its yeah, criticisms. Yeah not acknowledging that that's kind of effed up is also like we can acknowledge that that's effed up it's a good movie but there's certain parts of that that is effed up right and so right. and eddie was mm-hmm. saying like oh people like is it mana so yeah if you guys checked out his, um, his <laughs> so um, i guess mana caught one of his because um, he follows them they follow him yeah. and then like so this is going to internet being internet like if you're a watchdog group that 
represents Asian American community interests, maybe don't start your comment off with "You're an idiot." To Eddie? Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but well, wait, anyway. who? Who said that? He's what? like, what? <laughs> what's going on? It's like the the was it the uh, media action. Asian American. It's the Asian American uh, like watchdog group. So they're ones oh. that are they're like calling out like, oh, you're yeah, whitewashing. They, they like. They Here's get the angry. thing. Yeah, they get angry. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm not here to criticize whether anger is. <laughs> I'm grateful that someone's angry about it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah, I feel sure. like uh, someone has to be angry. Like if yeah. someone didn't get angry about women not voting, we wouldn't be able to vote. Someone had to get pissed about that and make a ruckus, and a lot of people thought they were obnoxious and annoying. But you know what? Someone had to do yeah. it and say yeah. it, right? So in that regard, I completely appreciate them calling that out because it did irritate me. But see, because no one else is irritated, I was irritated because I forgot that the whole whitewashing thing, and I watched. I was like, "Oh my god, this is the movie that we talked about months ago," and blah blah. So it, and it bugs me, but then. I feel alone. Like, I feel like I'm the crazy one because everyone else seems to be so chill about it yeah. <laughs> that I, you know, and then I start second guessing myself. I'm like, no, this is, again, I don't need to go break a window at the, at the yeah. freaking, yeah. at their studio. But it's, if it's something that should be addressed and saying, yeah. hey, Hollywood, we can do better. Freaking get some accurate casting up in this, you know, like yeah. there's talented I people mean, out there. With any minority issues, there's always that kind of, that assimilation type of mindset where like, it's cool not to care. Or it's like, or like, I'm cool because I don't care about this. Like, or people just know? don't want to rock the boat, and I yeah. get that. I yeah. don't want to rock. That's why I'm scared. To, <laughs> scared to say stuff sometimes. I'm just like, oh, I don't want you to hate me, and I want you to think I'm like this belligerent, crazy ass little Asian girl. <laughs> but you know what? She's I'm fine. I'm gonna find a way to voice my opinion. I use this podcast because I'm like, you know, someone out there feels that way too, and it yeah. affects my job. So I have, I have exact, a total right to care. Yeah. Like Mindy Park could have been. Me or Sam Futterman or like so many different Arden could have played that like so many different Korean American girls that are actresses. I'm not even nearly on their level. You know what I mean? They're yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they could have done just as great of a job as the girl that played the character. So that's what I'm saying. I guess we just, yeah. I was gonna make like a. We should just be happy that girls were in the movie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the girls were in. All the women were like in like like higher up positions too. Yeah. yeah, little wins. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get into her <laughs> pros and cons. Women in NASA rant oh from last God. week. Well, <laughs> we'll skip can, that. <laughs> refer to last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, this it's an interesting read for like a counter argument on like the the more angry narrative, and it's kind of it's always good to see all sides of a, an issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then make your own decision, and you know, we'll come up on different sides, but at least the conversation is happening. Right. And hopefully yes. people take notice that like, you know, whenever you do this, we will flip our shit over it. Well, like, that's a stereotype. It's like that Asian people are going to just stay quiet. And like, literally, this was in an article a few months ago. Actually, mm-hmm. I had to Google something and I ended up stumbling upon an article from May mm-hmm. of 2015 talking about the lack of uh, Asian Americans in managerial po- and up positions in Silicon Valley. So they're saying that there's like an abundance of Asian Americans in the tech industry, but they're not in yeah. like higher positions. Mm-hmm. And literally, and I read the comment section, and it, it wasn't vicious or hostile, but they were just like, just and I don't what know they believed in, like, what oh, they yeah, believed they just, about Asian. Like, yeah. well, they're they're raised to keep their head down and yeah. not make waves. Literally, someone wrote not make waves, and I was like, yeah. wow, we fresh <laughs> off the boat script, you know? So we have, um, it was, um, what five months ago? Yeah, I mean, there's there. There was a recent article about this that was printed in the New York Times. I didn't get a chance to go through it. There's been some reaction. We, we have to talk about it next week, but this like white dude author typing about like giving his like his take on the model minority myth yeah. and what he believes, and then 
all, all of our like Jen, Jen Fang from Reappropriate that we brought up last week mm-hmm. wrote this big long takedown of his like down. how dare you speak for us oh, <laughs> I want to see that um, yeah her, we'll, um, I'll put it on, we'll set it up for next week we'll talk, chat about that um, before we finish um, we have one more topic we will move quickly um, because we're running along the segment but um, if you guys have been keeping up with The Voice um, we have two collab alum on the that made it into the um, battle and knock- oh that's rounds. awesome yeah cool um, Tim Atlas who is um, one of Minchi's favorites from Collab SF yeah and one of the Jasmine sisters from um, Collab um, 2009 which Ooh. I believe you were at too you guys performed as Cabo Modern I at think the, so at the yeah, show? yeah 2009 wow yeah it's yeah. a while ago <laughs> <laughs> Because um, that was right after your your guys' run yeah. on ABDC. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, check those out. Um, Tim Alice just got um, through his battle rounds last night. Um, he got dropped by Team Gwen. She picked the other girl for some insane, unknowable reason. Well, she did it so that Pharrell could get Tim. It was it was meant to be. I yeah. Think, no. So, uh, Pharrell, smart guy that he is. Stole him. Hit the stole button and took Tim out. So, he's still in, still in the running. Hopefully, he can... Um, he can, I feel like the song he sang last night didn't really showcase his like sweater we- sweater weather. Yeah, didn't really showcase his like ability. Kind of, but he he has a really like. I'm always surprised at the cover songs that he chooses. He has a really eclectic thing. Like you think that he's so like Indian hipster, but he wouldn't. But he's done some really like mainstream covers that you just didn't think that he would be into. Mm-hmm. I don't. You never know. Yeah. But his reaction when Pharrell stole him. Oh my god! My heart burst. I was so happy. <laughs> I was having a very stressful morning, but that video made my day. Nice. <laughs> It's awesome. So congrats on we're gonna keep tabs on our alum. Keep kicking yeah. ass people. No, it's him's like he's <laughs> in LA now. Is he? Yeah. Cool. He messaged me. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna collaborate. Awesome. Yeah, he's gonna be sequestered for a while, so yeah. we'll see him we'll see him when he they release him. That's what, and you know about that life. I wanna know like when you're on that T V show, you're not allowed to leave. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, no one could visit too. Like a caged yeah. animal. And we'll talk about that after the break. The Collabcast is brought to you by the Collaboration Movement, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in arts and entertainment. Blasting off into the new millennium. No, it's. <laughs> you, you're. Uh, you ruined it. That was really good. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, we got just one more big event coming up this year. It's Collaboration Star taking place November 14th at the Aratani Theater in downtown LA. It's going to be a full day of goodness and awesome, community. Nice. Uh, we're going to have a pre-show, um, I guess, mini festival taking Collab place fest in the Star. <laughs> taking place at the JCCC Plaza right outside the theater, taking from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to have some great local vendors, uh, food trucks, and some um, outdoor entertainment. Um, so, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in Little Tokyo or if you're just gonna come for the show, come a little bit early and enjoy your day. We'll have a beer garden too, so that's why you, should, that's you can win iPads, all the things. Wait, we're giving iPads. Nielsen is, I believe. Okay, awesome. They always do. Cool. Win that iPad. <laughs> Actually, don't. I don't know if it's an iPad, but it'll yeah. be something cool along those lines. <laughs> That can be like a, a, a water bottle or yeah. something. The show, it's, the show <laughs> itself is going to be awesome. It's going to be um, six finalists from all across the nation coming to compete for the Collaboration Star Prize and $10,000. We're going to have some great guest artists. Um, we have just an epic collab featuring a lot of collab alum. Seeing the, the and some non-alum scene. that are, are, are <laughs> very beloved yeah. from back in the day. Singing, I can't wait to announce. Seeing the greatest Asian hits from the 90s, thousands, and today. Ooh. 
Yes. They're total radio host boys from the 90s, 2000s, <laughs> and today. We're also going to have、um, the Kinjas do a, a special set for us. Yeah. Yes.、Awesome. yeah. With our fam. Yeah. So、um, tickets are on sale now at star.collaboration.org. So、um, buy your tickets, man. Get ready for some cool social media announcements and videos, etc. Yeah. And that's it for the collaboration update. Back to the show. May the force be with you. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back, guys. We're <laughs> back!、Oh. <laughs> Where was I? You were in a galaxy far,、yeah. far away. <laughs> it felt like a dream. Just teleported here. Welcome back. Marvin and Minji. Floating in the. <laughs> It's really hot. It <laughs> is. It is really hot. We got to get on with it so we can turn the air back on. And our I got ice cubes on. Yeah, you do. I was like, we have ice.、Mm. Lauren's got ice. He gets guest ice. VIP、yes. ice.、Yeah. In a mason jar. In a mason jar because we're a hipster here up in NoHo.、Mm. You know.、It's, uh, it's, it's required. Like when you move in, they, here's your creative mason jars. p l e a s e only use them when you're drinking stuff. Um, Wear a bow tie when you do it. Not allowed to have any wine glasses, flannel, regular glasses. You have to shop at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Farmer's market. And now it's time for our feature topic.、Um, and today we're going to just chat a little bit with Lawrence.、Um, we just、um, released an、um, interview on him that Jess wrote on our collaboration blog. So check it out for you know, all the beats. But.、Uh, You get yeah, to hear live are, from his mouth. Things are happening for you, right?、Like, you're, about to, uh, you're about to premiere your new character on. Um, the the originals, originals, right? Which is a spinoff of the, the Vampire, Vampire Diaries. Diaries See,、yeah. I looked up Wikipedia right before this, so、mm-hmm. I saw the. Don't the worry, I got、dish. you. I got yeah, you. I was. Really- <laughs> <laughs> Jess knows everything about this. I、guy. missed the Vampire like whole boat. Like I think I just missed it by a couple years, so didn't really get into all that stuff. But shut up! He has a whole collection of Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know she just released a gender bent version? Of the book, did she? I'm, I'm、yeah. totally serious. She wrote fan fiction of her own fiction, but it's official. What wasn't Twilight originally fan fiction? No, wait, no, no, that was Fifty Shades, Shades of Grey. It was Twilight fan fiction. Got it. Yes, okay, interesting. Yes, so what? So, I want to hear more of this character. Well, actually, I want to hear about this character, which Jess knows so much about this show, she's giving me the highlights, but I, I'm more curious about. The Shakespeare days of Lawrence and all that, all that, because、like、that, I got to learn a lot about you from this article, and it was, it was just, yeah, Midsummer Night's Dream. I was like, oh my god. Anyway, I'm a huge Shakespeare nerd for the people who don't. Yeah,、know. I started off doing a lot of Shakespeare, like in, in high school and stuff. Yeah, and、uh, improv, Shakespeare, a bunch of plays that they were putting up. You did improv in high school?、Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sort of like where I started off. It was just my friend. He's like, hey, why don't we?、Um, It's like this thing called comedy sports. Okay. Yeah, you just go and just improv and then against other schools and stuff. We did it for a little bit, very short amount of time, but most of the stuff was just. There was a there, there was drama class, but I never I never did the drama class. But then you can audition for the plays. Oh, cool! So I would audition for them after school. Okay. And I just you know it was just fun to just act a fool in front of a bunch of people and. See,、um, that's the best part of it. it really <laughs> fun. And、uh, there were like.、Um, Have you guys been to like Shakespeare festivals in high school? Yes, dude, yes, they're so fun. Like you're just like you, you have a you have a, a scene, and then you just go and then you just battle it out with other schools until I、whoever. didn't do that. Well, I want to be that. in that. <laughs> dude, it's fucking cool. So you would do a, you would do a two person scene, and then you go to a school, and then a bunch of actors are there, 
and then you just go up against each other. Wow. And then there's just, just judges, like, and they just they knock you off until the end. These are like hardcore SoCal. Do you like throw down like Shakespeare, Shakespeare like burns? Like, I bite my thumb at you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I bite my Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah, it was fun, man. Um, Just throw it down. Yeah. Pox on both your clans. A, <laughs> a plague of both your houses. <laughs> that's crazy though, because for me, like Shakespeare, I I always thought was like the subcategory of like theater nerd, right? Yeah. yeah. I think because it's this language, it's this, and and there's a lot of people who hate it because they're What's it's, it's the inaccessible. I, I antemic. I am uh, iambic and pentameter. I am tambic per. No, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) But that could be really challenging, right? Because it's like taking a whole new language and making it your own because you have to communicate it like you know what you're saying. I think Shakespeare is good for an actor because, like, you're not necessarily because when you're when you're doing normal scripts and stuff, you're not necessarily trying to memorize the words. Right. You're just Mm -hmm. trying to understand the circumstance, and then you know these words, and then use them too, like. Right. portray what what's yeah. going on and that's exactly what Shakespeare is it's just like there's more like feeling yeah and, you know it's also funny like I I read this or I heard this on another podcast and it kind of makes sense like Shakespeare is like like for its time was like the teen rom-com or the teen movie or they're all about wow. like teens falling yeah, in love they're funny and being and complete morons it's about just it. drama <laughs> it's yeah. just teen drama like Hamlet is just like a like I a hate you. You're emotine, stupid. Like... You're not invited to my party. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Your family's stupid. Your dad's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> you saw my dad's dad. I'm pretty sure my uncle killed him. <laughs> my mom's cheating on my dad with my uncle. <laughs> you know? Like... And my like strong history about you guys talking about what Shakespeare is. <laughs> and we should do that on a separate... Uh... <laughs> we should. That'd be a different podcast. Strong yeah. podcast. That's <laughs> awesome, though. I love that you like, love that, though, because I haven't met that many people who yeah. like, are really into it and, and, and get passionate <clears throat> about it. Because I don't know. Because when you're a teenager, everyone's like, "Oh god, you know, it's like not cool or whatever." Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Wasn't one of his plays about like girl dating a black dude? Othello. 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 Yeah, that's yeah. Totally. It's all that that's at like, the Folgers Theater. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing all the movies centuries before its time. Huh? I'm because you know, like, there's a lot of modern. Sorry, I'm back on this. There's a lot of modern movies that are based on Shakespeare, like Ten yeah. Say About You. Yeah. Shakespeare has transcended that, yeah. time. Clueless. Even new no, applications of Clueless. Is. Clueless of, is based of its on, play. No. no. Oh, have you guys ever seen um, uh, yeah. the play uh, Sleep No More in New York City? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's still running, but if it I is... I think it's still running. Never I haven't seen, seen it yet. Never seen so, any plays in New York City. It's not a traditional, yeah, it's not a traditional play. It's, it's very interactive, very expensive. Um, but it's basically... This, you're not just sitting down watching. You're like... It's a four-story building, and you're part of the play itself. You're basically... You wear a mask, and you're a ghost, and you're just... See- there's not really any dialogue, but you're just seeing them just like interact with each other and there's sort of a a, a lot of dance incorporated into the, the theatrics and it wears your legs uh, when you're like walking up <laughs> and down the stairs when but you're an so audience cool. member but spectator. like when a character dies though they that, become a ghost yeah they'll they'll re- acknowledge you oh, oh that's weird so uh, you're like that's part like, you're like theater. part of the play that's, that's, theater. Like, a, that's the like a reverse theater. haunted house I would do that I would it's, pay it, to be a ghost it and was, go scare the actors I, no, I would like not. At, at no, one point, it is like a haunted house. Like no, there was like you. a graveyard there, no, and sometimes, thank you. The, sometimes <laughs> the actors, like the actors who were playing, this is like a 1930s Macbeth. So the actors that were playing the witches sometimes like pulled you out from out of nowhere. See, no, and will like you. No, pull, your, you. pull your mask off and then start talking in character uh-uh. with you and like freak you out. I would have a it's, 
heart it's attack. Awesome. It's awesome. She says awesome. I say it. Supposed- I should pay me to do that. <laughs> would you respond in like? I would just like I bite my thumb at you. These are the only words I know. But see that okay, <laughs> to be or not to be. <laughs> Here's my thing with like theater though, like as much as that's that scares the bejesus out of me, I wouldn't want to go to that particular play. You know, like I when I was it's funny, I went to the Shakespeare Globe when I visited London a few weeks ago and that was just mind blowing to me that this is from like what, the twelve hundreds? Mm-hmm. It's just it, I wanted to weep. But um just theater in general, like that it's been around for centuries and centuries and centuries and it's such a great I'm all about the live show. You know, I love yeah. film and I love digital media. I love it all. But something about that is like, it's a different thing where you're like, you are this character yeah. in the same room as all these people watching you. And at the same in time when take. you're acting, you can, it's like you can learn something with the audience at the same time. Exactly. It's that, it's, it, there is like something happening in yeah. that room, right? Like you don't have to be like a ghost and getting lot years cut off your life because you're so scared. <laughs> but, um, no, oh my god, I, I think it's it's really funny that that we're talking about this right now just because I was like, oh, I want to do film and stuff, but the big dream is like, I would love to be on Broadway, I'd love to do theater, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and it's not as sexy to a lot of people, right? It's, you can be Leah Salonga's understudy. I cannot you do that. You said the same. Okay, well then I just have to get a whole different set of vocal cords, but like, no, that's a dream. Do you want, so, and you said you wanted to do theater. You 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 have a play coming up, or you're auditioning for a play uh, or something? Yeah, like, um, I'm, I'm just... Um, Reading a script right now and just looking it over. Okay. And just looking to put myself on. Isn't it so, I love it. It's a different challenge, too, because you have no takes in a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you got to commit. It's just one take. It's yeah. like improv. It's exactly. not improv, though, because the mm-hmm. word. And they all. I don't know if you get this, but they go, like, honor the words. Or yeah, like, you cannot you can, go. Do off not look mess with those at words. At all. Yeah. Because I like to improv sometimes. Yeah, yeah and me too. It's, it's Make it my own. Yeah. But some people are not about that, though. Yeah. Not They're in not theater, that. for sure, no. Yeah. They get mad. I was like, I'm sorry, I apologize. Actually, Eddie and I in class, we did, my first scene in class was Reasons to be Pretty mm-hmm. with Eddie. And it's a really great play, really smart, very about modern dating relationships. But Eddie was the one making me be a stickler to the things. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, I love you, Eddie. I'm not saying, like, but that, you know, it was yeah, that yeah, recognition yeah. of, like, okay, I can't. I yeah. have to stick to the writer's words. Yeah. It's hard. And that's why Shakespeare's a good training. That's why they say, uh, international actors like British actors are, but they you know they say British actors are better trained than American actors because they're all very very heavily theater trained. Yeah, like Idris Elba, that guy's awesome. Yes. <laughs> well, you're theater trained. So I, I don't think I've ever seen I don't think I've ever seen Shakespeare performed live. I've seen like movies where they follow the the lines, uh-huh. like the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, that was. That was a good, like, stylistic thing. But, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it live before. I think, because, like, most of us normal people, I guess, um, <laughs> you know, our, our experience with Shakespeare is through high school, right? Like, reading the plays. And, like, yeah. no one reads it correctly. Everyone's just like, yeah. and then this happened, words. and I bite my thumb at you, you know, like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very... It, like, it depends also, like, because I, I took an acting 101 class just to help me get out of my shell. So we were, for, um, we had to see plays in there, and mm-hmm. if... You didn't know DC actually has a very strong theater scene. Yeah, with Kennedy Center, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they have a Shakespeare <laughs> um, like, theater, Arena Stage, yeah. Folgers Theaters, all Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, all these all these powerful people need to like watch the play to yeah. get in touch with the human condition. Yes, that they're making yeah. loss. I remember seeing Othello and like 
just how they did this fight scene was just like something out of Star Wars. They were using all these, <laughs> like, I'm serious. And then there was like, they did like all the slow motions and stuff. It was so cool. And they did it in one take. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. They could not go back to one. There was no CGI. Well, that's the thing. Like, I've, I've been going they to make a show like that. <laughs> they, they keep going back to one. That's I've, been, <laughs> that's I've been going through a couple of plays lately and like just the way they design sets now are even like crazy. They're utilizing like, like, technology projections like it's it's a lot different than like your high school production of our town you know which i was a constable in i had like three lines very nice Nice. good for you (laughs) has a theater background as well we're all learning things dude wait so then if you started acting in high school because going by the the article i'm trying to my feeble old brain but you when did you start dancing then in the mix of all that was that like in the middle of high school, or was it after? Um, I mean, in high school, I would dance. We would, um, I would dance at dancers and stuff. I still like <laughs> dancing for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> there was an all male thing too. Uh-huh. And so I did it for like maybe a couple weeks, and then I was like, ah, oh, whatever, it's cool. Uh-huh. And then I just, I just kept doing acting stuff until until college. And then I think it wasn't until I just saw like the amount of dance teams and how good they were. Right. Uh, like on the campus and right. how hot the girls were too, where I was like dude I need to find something to do main attraction you know? yep. and all the drama kids like the theater kids it, it, they're just were they way too into they're it just, they're just oh man I can't I can't hang out with them it's just like <laughs> oh my oh. god the stereotype see it's, fu- it's fucking true This it's really they're pretty accurate in the stereotypes of like musical theater kids and stuff and what, I'm just like man I can't what, what, how would you what are, how what are the stereotypes how would you uh, summarize it um, like they would, it's like, it's like two girls, like, like, like two white girls skipping around and then they like, they like stop me. They'd stop me and they're like, Hey, can you sing? And then they would give me a note and they're like, just hit that note, hit, hit the note. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What am I doing? I'll hit the, I'll hit the fucking note. I hit the note and they're like, Oh my gosh, you can sing. You should join us and we should do this thing together. Wait, are you describing the plot to Pitch Perfect? <laughs> that, no, this was in my dorm. This is in my dorm. I lived in a, a um, an arts hall. Um, okay. At Mesa Court at UC Irvine. You lived and, in the arts hall? Yeah, there was an arts hall. Wow. Because they have the like kids, the, the, yeah, yeah. Theme houses, the theme houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The theme houses. My, oh my theme gosh. house was, was like the art one. And wow. so it was just like, dude. And they skipped up to you? Fucking driving me crazy. I just, I just can't. They're singing the whole time. They're singing the whole time. Like, Sound nonstop. of music? See, my theme hall was the spirit hall because I figured UCSD has no spirit, so might as well get some and then my RA gets fired the first week oh yeah because they're not spirited enough no because all the RAs apparently had a big party right before school started and mm-hmm. they some they got caught uh, yeah. I lived in an all girls dorm that was the theme <laughs> so that was uh, oh great yeah um, at UC Berkeley nonetheless too yeah it was fun UC's yeah, yeah. no but that the, American but the, yeah well I <laughs> But um, the theater kids, I, I don't know if they were singing or like walking around. They're all just very like emotional. That's like that was the stereotype. But, like, and I love them. I'm still friends with a lot of yeah. my friends from high school that are like super theater. And I loved it because it was like they didn't give a shit. They were just like feeling everything. They're like yeah, and they're very passionate. Yeah, which super is kind passionate. of when you're a teenager, it's like okay, calm down. Yeah, like, you're, <laughs> you're trying to play cool, you know. But that, that was a stereotype that I grew so, up with. Like, so really and, and then you joined, and then you joined their acapella team, and then you made it to nationals. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I was in the pitch perfect. <laughs> no, but UCI, that was like a different. And the funny thing is, like they that we had dance groups in uh, at Berkeley, and you know, in North yeah. Cal and everything. But it was not on the same level as. 
Well, UCI is known. Like they have exactly. like you have a lot so, of really good crew. Like like there's a lot. That you guys are known for that. Yeah, at UC Irvine or Orange cra- County. Yeah. yeah. Like one of my crazy. great one of my good friends was the um, the chair for Fusion down at UCSD, uh-huh. and like we would see like Cabo Modern, Team Millennia, like yeah, there's so CABC many. come down. Like it's like. Damn, I was like, do they know? study? They just dance. Dude, we don't. <laughs> we don't. Like, they're constant. We're just constantly practicing dancing from, like, 9 to 5 in the morning. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we just wouldn't go to class. Yeah, they would joke about that, but they were being serious. Yeah, it was like, actually all night It's actually for real. Like, a lot of people didn't graduate. What? Yeah, there's people that haven't graduated and stuff, and there's people that... I wouldn't say ruin their lives because, you know, they're not dancing. saying that, yeah. It's like the yeah. Asian but, friend's worst nightmare. You know, like... <laughs> I said, you see it? graduate. It's happened. Like, it's like, man, you should probably just maybe study more because, like, yeah, it's like... It's wow. It's getting in the way. How, so then so everyone at UCI is not sleeping. They're dancing. <laughs> not finishing school. Not everyone. No, but I mean, that's really cool. I, I think that's awesome. Okay, okay, the point is when you're, like, in college time is to figure out, like, what you want yeah, to do, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really cool thing to find something that you're that into. Yeah, to, for sure. you know, rehearse all night. That says something. Yeah. You know, and, like... Because there's not that many people who do that. It's dedication. Yeah. yeah. And usually when people have such a passion for, for something, they can take that and put it into something else. Like yeah. You see that that it actually yeah. exists in that person. Right, right. Because some people are just like, they're just even. Yeah. I just have a super tangent. I'm just going to go for it. Like, yeah. so when I went to school, I originally um, declared a media major because I really wanted to do like... I don't know, film production or some sort of production stuff. You wanted to create a podcast. Yeah, that's that was my dream. <laughs> that's before podcast existed. <laughs> and then uh, got a huge argument argument with my dad and ended up becoming econ major, you know, doing like business math stuff. And I think if I did I'm like pretty good at numbers and stuff, so I was able to kind of cruise, kinda of, like do the bare minimum but still get pretty decent grades. But I kind of feel like if I had stayed in a creative um, major, I probably would have tried a lot more because those are that that would would have been something that like I couldn't just like sleep my way through. Yeah, right. You yeah, know? yeah. Or That's just a thought that I came up with. Yeah. I have a, a a thought on your thought. If you had the idea of I'm going to apply this econ major and this natural whatever talent that you have for numbers, right, or this business thing to getting my way into the entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like use it. I'm a I'm kind of like a scrappy person. Maybe it's because I grew up not having a ton of money and like my parents worked all the time, so I had to do a lot of things for myself. It's like if I wanted something, I had to figure out how to get to it because it wasn't easily accessible yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that's what I, I I think. And people have their different takes on the young generation that mm-hmm. they have everything handed to them. They're like, why don't you know this? You have Google. I didn't have Google when I grew up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's like if you have something that you want to do, right? Yeah. How do you find a way to get into it, even if you're trying to like. Yeah. Make your dad happy, which is not for a bad reason. Well, it's also he's paying for my school, so that's yeah, that, that, that also <laughs> as well. That is but like, <laughs> I think it was like, I mean, overall, my, my thing has always been I like solving problems. Yeah, I've always like mm-hmm. you know like puzzle games, puzzles, like questions. Like, I, I like word problems. Like a lot of people hate word problems. Like I can like, I can parse the word problems and understand what I'm supposed to solve right away. Mm-hmm. So like, even like this podcasting, like I figured out how to put this thing together just by like reading stuff online and, and watching YouTube. Yeah, tutorials, man. <laughs> Exactly. I watch, I'm like, yeah. how are you guys so so useless? You have YouTube and you have Google. <laughs> there are instructions for everything. <laughs> Figure it out. Oh my gosh, I get really annoyed. Anyway, that's yeah. just a anyways, that's just my long winded thing. Is I was a terrible student too, just because I liked sleeping. Don't we, all? <laughs> Don't we all? Well, he didn't sleep. He just rehearsed. yeah, <laughs> just moved my but body like, constantly. I that's mean, awesome, I was saying, though. like, if I had something like, I feel like if I, I 
you know, like I, I came up at the same time as Wong Fu and stuff. Like they were doing their like the thing they wanted to do, and they're probably not sleeping too. And I kind of you know now realize I might have wasted my college years, like Don't freaking. Think that. And mm-hmm. I feel like the things that you have learned. <laughs> probably help you now and you don't you don't even realize it like, yeah. Right? yeah i yeah. think so i guess <laughs> no you just you, you i think people who has never wasted time they're never gonna value that time if, it, when you when you realize that you wasted time you're like all right then no, no more that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and whatever you can look at it different ways but i think um i don't know the whole not sleeping thing for something that you love that comes at different times in your life and people realize it at different times so it's yeah. like as long as i think as long as you realize it at some point that's awesome mm-hmm. some people realize it early on sometimes i've heard feedback from people who are like super passionate about xyz and they tried it since they were like 17 but then they were like oh i never got to experience da, da, da. it's grass is always greener yeah. too mm-hmm. you know what i mean they're like oh i wonder what what a regular nine to five would be like i think yeah. it's worse if you're like trying to be like an olympic athlete i, I had a classmate who <laughs> uh in business school who like was the world's top ranked like he was top ranked fencer like Dang. growing up he almost made the olympics and got injured that sucks. Oh. And then, like, basically, that was his one chance to make it, and he didn't get it. My friend was know? like that with ice skating. Yeah. She was she was incredible, and she got, like, ice skating, you get injured all the time, but she got Dang. a really bad injury, and it was over at, like, 15 or 16. And that, that's, like, prime years for making it, like, you know, like, yeah. you know, you spend your whole year doing one thing, and then all of a sudden, like, you can't do it. These it, are it life challenges anymore, that you, know? you have yeah. to <laughs> overcome, though, you know? These are the setbacks, and, like, everybody has their setbacks, whether it's, like, some big epic thing. Or whether it's like a series of small things like just constant insecurity or like a parent that's overbearing or whatever. I feel like those are like, that makes the story. And I'm trying to like romanticize it, but that's just mm-hmm. reality. If you don't have anything that like set you back and said, hey, you know what? Everything you wanted, never mind, <laughs> right? <laughs> then either you either find out like if you really wanted to fight for it in the first place or if it wasn't worth it or just how to get over something. Some things yeah. you just can't control. Like shit happens. Like how the hell you ended up in jail? I don't even <laughs> how that happened to you. <laughs> Like, that's, like, such a freak thing to happen yeah, it was crazy. on your birthday. Yeah. You know? It was nuts. It was pretty cool getting arrested in front of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, at Superbad, at the yeah. end? In Super- you guys watch Superbad. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah just arrest What's me. What's up? Like, it felt like that. I was like, oh, this is tight. Because obviously, you know, I didn't do shit, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> It was seriously just as so you didn't even know that a fight ha- or something had happened. Yeah, I, where- they took me into the um, security office. They asked me questions, and I had a, a, an idea of what they were talking about. I'm like, oh, maybe it's this. So I started describing it to him. Uh huh. And then he's like, wait a minute, no, this is not what I was talking about. So I was like, oh, well then I don't know anything. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry to do this to you, but you gotta put your hands behind your back. And uh, I'm like, wait, what's going on? And then. What the heck? Because yeah. somebody like pointed you out in a yearbook or something, right? Yeah, the people that got um that got fucked up since uh-huh. the hospital uh-huh. they were like yeah that guy what <clears throat> yeah and so then you got arrested so then i got arrested there's other stories too as to That's why crazy. i would but then um but yeah. then you spent a few days you missed your play few days. i missed like yeah i missed the closing night no the opening night of the play that's they had an understudy do it with a book like but i didn't have an understudy so they had someone read it Oh my god! I wish I could have seen that because yeah. it would have been hilarious to watch. Like Shakespeare <laughs> and someone just yeah. like I'm wow. pretty sure the audience would be like, "What the fuck's going on?" So that was Lysander. Uh, Lysander. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh! And that's a very important <laughs> character yeah. to like. Yeah. Just read. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay, so, so you missed the opening night. I missed the opening night. Um, like my high school is so cool. They like um when I went back to onto campus when I was released I was released like midday so I walked when everyone was still in class uh-huh. and then like the whole campus had like my poster 
on it saying like um um it, i forget what it said it's just like free lawrence oh that's so awesome it was fucking it was fucking sweet and then i was able to do my last show like it was closing night and i'm just doing this show like thinking that i'm gonna be you know locked up for a long time i'm just a kid you know yeah and then they what the police officer said is that if you're in jail for over 72 hours they have a solid case on 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 you but i'm like what solid case i really don't know like what they were doing yeah mm-hmm. um they released me and then i was just able to do the show and then i'm just like dude and then you just never went back like how did that get resolved like you got out and then that's it they said uh yeah, not enough have... evidence okay. and then they just let me go because he didn't it. do nothing this was, this was pre like shit. internet age so like you didn't have like all the seriously you would have had a riot you t- <laughs> one tweet man yep. you know what <laughs> me yep. you know that's <laughs> unexpected <laughs> 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 free lawrence free lawrence yeah, twitter existed. free lawrence, free lawrence. there have been a candlelight <laughs> visual all the things that's oh, that's man. i mean that's crazy to take an 18 year old kid on his birthday on on no evidence so just because yeah. someone said like oh that was a guy yeah yeah yeah. and i'm sorry but you're it's in like, so i feel like they had to find somebody you know yeah, yeah. and since i wasn't in, they were trying to find me in class but then i was doing these previews for the the show okay so they couldn't find me so they broke into my my house but my dad was home oh, what and they still Jeez. kicked down the house what they like fucked drama? up my room like searching like for searching what? For, for a murder weapon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wow, that's wow. crazy. They did take this orange cone in my car. Then they said there was like some kind of evidence. It was like a corn <laughs> cone that I stole off the street. Okay, <laughs> so then clearly orange he's cone. a delinquent child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attempted murder on this somebody. Guy's that's like a misdemeanor things. at best, man. Wow. <laughs> I'm glad I got away with the misdemeanor, though. Wait, so yeah. you're in SoCal. I mean, see, this is what I'm saying. They, like, they're like they like trying to find stuff on you Yeah. to like prove their i don't know that's that's terrible that's that's a crazy story but i mean what you said about that was really striking of just again how you took that incident and made it was something that ultimately changed your entire life because you're just sitting there thinking about like well what do i want to do especially if i don't know if i'm going to be locked up for 40 years (laughs) yeah you know like talk about a a wake-up call yeah hey lawrence time to prioritize your time man (laughs) (laughs) it's like hey a couple days do that yeah yeah yeah. so it was crazy that is crazy. Yeah. And then, so, how did you get back into acting then? After um, like, I was always, yeah, I was always yeah. doing it because yeah. I, I studied it at UC Irvine. That was my major. Okay. So I studied nice. theater. Um, How'd your parents take that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. But you were originally an English major at. I, I was UC supposed to go. To, yeah, right? I was supposed to go to UCSD as a uh, English major. Oh. But I decided to go to UC Irvine and the drama. And do theater. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even UC- though even though UCSD's theater program is great, UCSD yeah. theater program is also really weird. Oh, is it? Yeah, the, so you U- UCSD the arts in general are they like doing like experimental things? Yeah, I remember going to a it was like this dance recital like stage thing where it was done to the music of David Bowie's Diamond Dogs album, which is like uh-huh. less known, and it's just like. I wasn't. Con- I'm just convinced that they were pumping in like psychedelics in the entire theater. <laughs> it's just the most creepiest thing I've ever just seen. Out. What like, is oh happening gosh. right yeah. now? I, I went because uh, one of my one of my good friends was the sound designer for that, so like he went to okay. go support. And she's, like, I promise you, you'll love it. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. But yeah, that's all I remember about UCSD's theater department. <laughs> <laughs> so then. It's theater, and then Irvine, and then dancing, and then dancing, and dancing, and dancing, dancing and acting. Dancing, acting. That is crazy. Yeah, I had Dance. to do, I was doing a couple main stage shows at UC Irvine, and then it got to a point where, like, um, I was going late to practice for Kaba practices. Uh-huh. And then I told him before, and I'm like, no, it's cool, like, I got to do drama stuff, right? Like, 
it's all art shit, yeah right yeah support and the arts like, and then eventually they're just like you why are you missing all these practices and stuff so then i had i, I stopped auditioning for the the, the plays and stuff Aww. so i just strictly danced still went to classes and stuff had a really great teacher one of the years and um just waited until this um all the dance stuff stopped to jump back into it and now it's starting back up again <laughs> i suppose <laughs> try yeah. to but that's that's really really cool i mean that's the struggle too you have to really commit to one or the other yeah it's, yeah. it's not just like oh, i'm gonna do this on the side for random stuff and yeah. when i feel like it on weekends yeah. it doesn't work that way yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure uh, i don't hearing stories from like jess and like about her experiences on set and and me i'm like dipping my toes into it now since I moved to LA and I was trying to do it up in San Francisco which is a completely mm-hmm. it's not Hollywood yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's very commercial and very peripheral it's totally different world down here and learning the ins and outs and things you got to do to be on your A-game to understand how to audition properly or what to expect of the industry that stuff still I mean I feel like I'm still learning every mm-hmm. day every single day yeah I feel like there's not really a right way to do anything it's right just, just Go. But it also helps to know what you could potentially be getting yourself into, right? Because yeah. there's a way to look like you're a pro, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. and you, or showing up like a total noob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's totally. crazy. But props to you, honestly. I I'm, I want to see the show, and I'm not into vampires either. But I'm I'm gonna well, watch no it. Vamp- it's, you're, you're a witch. It's a, yeah, yeah, so, it's an Asian witch guy. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that, <laughs> does not happen. Isn't the dude witch like a warlock or something? Or like yeah. So I don't know why they call me witch. Well, <laughs> what the well, hell? well, you gotta keep in mind, like historically, you are witch, male or female. Okay. So oh, I don't know. So so in the context of the show, you know, he's a witch. Wow. Yeah. For all my questions that I have about the show, I just go to her. See, yeah, because Jess knows. I was, like, I was teaching him some, yeah, like, some you know? story details and stuff. Because <laughs> he's like, because going into like a genre show, like you're in a whole different world, you know. So I was like, yeah, this is this is like the word fandom, the yeah. word like ship and shipper. Yeah, you guys, so okay, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so telling him for so like the the netizen like eventual backlash on this character. <laughs> <laughs> you can't follow She's, like, that on person. Reddit and stuff. I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Wait, so you're playing? I don't even know how to use Reddit. Like, I don't anything. understand it. Yeah, like, I didn't is she either. giving Apparently you pointers on playing a Vietnamese character? Yeah. I should have asked. <laughs> 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 they had me, um, I had to do, I had to, uh, whatever, I'll just say it. I had to do, I had to speak a little bit of Vietnamese, right? Uh-huh. But then, um, I had a bunch of Vietnamese friends, so then I hit them all up. I'm like, yo, can you help me um, pronou- pronounce this? And then all, like, four or five of them gave me different pronunciations. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, dude, like, how do you, how do you guys not know exactly <laughs> How to say this? I mean, where's your consistency of yeah? Where's the consistency, man? <laughs> they're all in different regions. Now, I don't, I, guess? I don't know. So then I mix it all together, <laughs> and then so now I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm like, people are like, yeah, what the hell, man? I'm Vietnamese. You're not. <laughs> this is this is not right diversity yeah. misrepresentation. Well, yeah. I think well, it will be okay because like um the last episode for us of the boat, the Shaquille New episode, like mm-hmm. Constance and um, Randall are arguing in Mandarin. You can tell. Randall's Mandarin isn't as strong. Constance oh definitely yeah. isn't ABC. So like, yeah. but I, I was able to look through that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, on the show, on the originals, they do a lot. Of, like the witches, I think, chant in a lot of French. So yeah. I doubt. Does it take place in like them, New Orleans or yes, something? It does. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, New Orleans also has a Vietnamese. There's a lot of Vietnamese you go, in New Orleans. How in Atlanta? Oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Hot Atlanta. How long Literally does it, how hot. long does it take to film an episode usually like average? Um, about ten days. Okay, about ten, 10 days, days per so episode. Like three episodes a month. Wow, it's an hour long, right? It's an hour long series, or is it? Yes, about okay. yeah. Yes. I'm so I could ask you a million questions. It's just so cool to 
to learn the process. I'm so in- interested in like the behind the scenes stuff. Like yeah. when they give you your script, how long do they blah, blah, blah. How many rehearsals do you get into this? It's fun to just like get experience it and not know anything. And then yeah. when it happens, you're like, oh, this is tight. This is how it goes. Do- and do- you have Google. <laughs> so if you don't know anything, yeah. you just got to fucking Google, Google it. it. Yeah. Do they take advantage of like dance moves or like you're throwing fireballs and stuff like flipping <laughs> well, around you, t- you said you took it off your resume or something right? I did uh, kept asking did. you to dance they kept, asking, they kept asking me to do that interesting like, like even before the audition so I'm like dude I'm trying to like how did they ask you though the, like, they would just look at the resume uh-huh. like, oh you're on a, you're on a Mexico's dance group I was watching that can you can oh you they're like, like <laughs> can you just yeah, dance can you just dance like can you like, you're like this has nothing to do with the audition yeah. I'll Let dance do with my, my mouth <laughs> and my art. My expressions, my face, my voice. <laughs> Leave my dancing out of You'll this. You'll be dance with your words. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, that it's funny when you get to, and they, I hear a lot of comedians get that too. They're like, oh, you're a comedian? Say something funny. Yeah, say, say, you're like, I ain't your monkey. Like, people do that a lot. Well, because yeah. they like, and they're not trying to be mean. It's because they, they know you're like yeah. talented and you have this, craft yeah, yeah yeah but it well, you, can be you even said like when you audition so they sometimes ask you to do like the accent right i did get asked that again and it's like i haven't auditioned for any it's not like some studio asked me to do it's not like i yeah, walked yeah, in yeah. cbs or whatever it was like <laughs> it was it was for a student short film oh. and it was in the bay but you know again like people don't know professionalism they don't think that they're being <laughs> offensive yeah i don't think that, again and that's what's so weird about it it's like i don't think anyone's trying to be mean but I'm just like, do you know that it's this is like, kind of weird? Yeah. Like, don't do that. I mean, even professionals even ask. I remember reading uh, or watching an interview with Constance, and they asked her, oh, can you do the accent now? And she's like, it's not a party trick. Yeah. With a smile. <laughs> Good for her. Go see, girl. Yeah, Constance, I need to hang out with you. Let me, let in def- okay, people ask for accents just on the accent thing. Like Kevin Spacey. We know he's really good. He's so good at impersonating people. Mm-hmm. So he gets asked that all the time. So I don't know. I, I would be tempted to ask, like, can you do Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I feel like Kevin's Christopher Walken. Yeah. I feel like with him, everyone now like just expects them to have that Georgia accent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, After House of Cards. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what, you speak normal? Yeah. You speak normal English? But I think it's just actors in general. People who perform, you're like, perform for me. Yeah. Like, no. Act now. I don't feel like Cry. it right now. I okay. <laughs> I am in fascinated in like all the American accents because like growing up in California, you just hear like the, the, like we have an accent, but like you can't really hear it. But like mm-hmm. being out of there, you start to hear, you know, Texas accent, Tennessee accent. Even, oh, yeah. Like, are you, do you, are, did they make you put on like a Louisiana accent? Uh, no. No? No. Okay. All the Louisiana just, people are on an outrage on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Where's the Southern accent? We don't talk like that. We all talk like Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> TV land, man. Yeah. So there's things that people get upset about, the inaccuracies. I don't know. I think it's really dope that you're on this show, though. And CW? Yeah, it's CW. CW. Okay. They just had, I just watched um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. and um and then finally, because of that, I caught Jane the Virgin for, for the first time. Okay. Some pretty strong programming on there these it's, days. It's good. It's too it's many good. shows. Um, I, yeah, there's too many. I was hoping they would do better so, in ratings, but... They didn't? No, oh. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend didn't. Oh, I'm telling so you, though, it's like... I was talking about but this... The just, other, like, it's so many things to watch. Yeah, there's just yeah. more and more television. I don't have time. People don't have time to watch like ten shows per week, right? Right. <laughs> and and you know, and then Netflix keeps releasing like, oh, yeah. here are all your favorite shows from your childhood, all in like one thing. <laughs> and then the splat is returning. All the '90s Nickelodeon shows. Exactly. Oh, yeah, they, they're, I heard. they're making a whole new um, channel for that, right? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Okay, because when my little brother, my little brother's 10 years younger than me, and when I watched the cartoons he watched growing up, I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. What is this SpongeBob psychotic <laughs> madness thing going on? I thought it was so crazy. Yo, that like, cartoon's actually pretty freaky. I heard, That's it, like, it scared me. I was like, are they on LSD or what is going on with these characters? <laughs> I was Looney Tunes where they drop anvils on people's heads and stuff, yep. which is terrible. <laughs> Animaniacs. Looney, Looney Tunes, uh, Tom and Jerry, they were all actually really violent. They are very, very, like, very, very violent. Tom got skinned alive. Did he? I didn't yeah, watch Tom remember, and Jerry. I remember like the axe like just skinned like the top oh, that's part of terrible. his. Oh, that's terrible. It's violent that. cartoons. There's a lot of violent cartoons. That damn mouse. A lot, a lot of cartoons are, are really messed up though that we just watch and we're like, ha 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 ha. <laughs> and then we like listen in on it and it's like super sexual. Let me bring back old programming. Mm. See how I like we do stuff. it. Crazy ex-girlfriends that you guys should check it out. It's I heard good, I heard good things about it. in West Covina and SGV. And from what I've read from people who like live in there, they're like, this is very accurate to California. <laughs> to so- That's so- good. So we need some accurate depictions yeah. of California. I mean, they have the giant like mall. and they, it's- Everyone thinks California is Bayside High on Save by yeah. the Bell. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone thought that. <laughs> it's like, I'm from California. Oh my God. <laughs> so you really? go to the beach after class? I was like, I don't go to Bayside. <laughs> live in the bay but we don't do that mr building wouldn't let me yeah <laughs> oh my gosh different lifestyle yeah. well um when um so your show is what's what's the uh it's the it, line it's tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. thursday tomorrow. october 15th at 9, 9 p.m. p.m yeah eastern time because want to check out lauren's debut as the male witch. asian witch <laughs> on the Vietnamese. check it out Vietnamese witch yeah dope and um, yeah I think that'll about do it for this episode um, thanks a lot Lawrence and Jess for joining us of course. it's mm-hmm. been really yeah, fun definitely. chatting with you guys yeah. um, for everyone else um, just always remember you can send us uh, questions feedback comments on to our email at podcast at collaboration.org um, if you do send us something we use reading on the air and answer it you can find Jess on Nerd at- Reactor, um, and uh, I do write for collaboration yeah. every now and then. Now. Yeah, you starting. Do. Yeah, now. you do. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jessifiable. Yeah. So. And Lawrence, where can people find you? On uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all I am Lawrence Cow. I A M Lawrence yep. Cow. <laughs> and um, if you look, if you're on our page, we'll have all their information down there too. So. Yeah, we'll we'll link you yeah. guys. Cool. Well. It was great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for coming. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, that's all for us. See you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Peace.